Well, good morning, church. I am gonna take a pause from our series in the book of Psalms this morning to have a conversation or start a conversation about race. Uh, race in America, I know we're all talking about it and have been thinking about it at least over the last week or so, many of us more than that. But particularly, I wanna talk about race, race, racial reconciliation in the church. Uh, you're listening to me this morning, or most of you are, uh, because you're, you're churchgoers, you're, you're followers of Christ, and you've perhaps, like me, received the gospel. But to, to experience the gospel is not simply a, um, a transaction in your heart. It's, uh, it begins there, of course, but it's meant to change the course of your life. The gospel um, has implications, and it is always at implications. And really, the Christian life is about living out the implications of the gospel. And we are faced with one, it's not brand new to us, uh, but one today that has become very important for everyone in our culture and also in the church. And that is this issue of racial reconciliation in the church. You know, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to, to deal with this kind of a problem if I, you know, if I didn't have uh, the Holy Spirit in my life. It's, it's such a, a huge problem that um, to try to do it without God's help seems to me um, virtually impossible, like you're trying to boil the ocean. And if, there, if anyone's gonna make a advancement, if we're gonna get anything you know, done in, in, in really moving forward with this problem, I think it ought to happen in the church of Jesus Christ. But it's, it's not gonna be you know, simply done by a sermon or a statement or a conference, but it only can be done by a, a significant work of God in my life, in your life, in our lives, that ultimately works its way out towards engagement with other people. So I wanna start a conversation by having a conversation. Uh, and so I've invited a friend of mine to be with us here this morning, um, Roger Breedlove, who is the pastor of uh, In Christ New Hope Ministries here in Rochester. He has been the pastor of this church, I'm gonna say Roger, 22 years? Exactly. 22 yeah. years in Rochester, and, and uh, we met each other probably, I'm gonna say, uh, you can say more, maybe, I don't know, was, I know it was through, through the mayor, yes. Mayor Warren, mm -hmm. and we were both involved uh, in, a, in, a, in a team that she was putting together of pastors um, in the city and even in the suburbs to talk about you know, issues of whether it was clergy on patrol, I think mm -hmm. you and your church had done mm -hmm. that, working mm -hmm. with the neighborhoods. I know we were in schools a mm -hmm. couple times before, right. yeah. uh, working with our local school system and just praying for schools, something that we're still doing here at Browncroft. Your church, I'm sure, is yeah. probably doing. Absolutely. So uh, it's been a great privilege to, to know Roger. And we had some, we haven't seen each other too much in, in, right. in recent days, mm -hmm. but I see him a lot at events mm -hmm. in the city. But when I gave some thought over the last really couple of weeks uh, or or month or so, um, but in particular this weekend, and I s thought about sitting down and having a conversation with someone, a, a pastor, a, an African-American pastor that I knew, the first person that came to mind was you. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful and appreciate you Praise being God. here. Mm -hmm. He is, I said, been the pastor of his church for, for 22 years. Uh, he's been married, I'm gonna guess, almost 40 years. Yes, it'll be 39 years uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, his wife, Medell, five kids? Five kids. I don't know how many grandkids you got. Eight grand. Eight grandkids. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, that's something else. Uh, Roger, I know we're here sitting in this, in this uh, room today because of at least primarily what's got us here is the death of, of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but he's, George Floyd has, has captured the imagination of our, of our country mm -hmm. or, or has um, 
brought us into a larger conversation. Mm-hmm. Even where there were there were of course riots in even in Rochester last weekend, and around the country. Ahmad Aubrey is only you know uh, a couple months old, mm-hmm. but I know that these aren't the first two um, right. you know black men to have died and and to have died in um, in what many would say is is in, in unjust circumstances. Mm-hmm. But I I know it has captured our hearts and minds. It's it's become front page news and I, news. And I just wonder, you know, at this moment, how are how are you doing, and your family and your church family mm-hmm. as you're living through this episode which is not brand new of course mm-hmm. but is is seems to be um have captured our, our imaginations in a, in a new way mm-hmm. well it's it's it, this is the the number one thing is uh of course i i what you have to understand is that we have been uh, just as a as a black man and african-american we have been living through this for uh for years, and, and, and of course, just to be totally honest with you, Rob, it's 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 definitely challenging. And you said something earlier. The only way that we continue to have our sanity um, is because of the person of the Holy Spirit, is because of the um, of Jesus Christ being the Lord of of our lives. But again, at the same time. Your heart goes out because you, you just say, and, and our thing is that I never want to become numb to this situation. Mm. But there, there has to be um, a change, and, and that change, and as we were talking about before, that 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 whole change, it has become a a, a heart transformation. The the heart of of our country must be changed in order for us to do something different. Because if if not, at, at the root of everything, though, Rob, we know that there's an enemy. And so he'll he'll infiltrate, of course, through individuals. And I, I was thinking about this today, and I, I, I was thinking about even what we would be talking about. I so kind of I kind of jotted this one particular thing down. And I said, I said, until until we as the body of Christ, because we can we can only control where our, our our realm of influence, so to speak. So I think the body of Christ, I think it's an excellent opportunity for the body of Christ to come together and do what we're doing right now. And as we talked about it before, not about having a photo op, but but let's let's really make a difference. And and that's what I said to you. That's what I said to you. I, I don't want to do it just to do it, but I, I want to do it. And it has to be a relationship to me. Um, I'm kind of just a, a straight shooter, so let me know what's what, and I'm I'll, I'll flow with you. But but uh, I, if I give you my word on something, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I, I'm I'm gonna follow through. And so my thing was until the body of Christ uh, know and under really understand about, let's just say Genesis one twenty six, when God said, "Let us make man in our image." And after our likeness, and of course he said, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, and over all the earth. He never said to have dominion over an individual. So we are to lord it over our circumstances. And I think what happened, when we get to the point where we want to lord it over people, that's when, because I think in, inside of every man, they know they're not to be lorded over or, or treated injustice. Yeah, and, and I think that be that becomes the uh, the most important thing. So until you know we we understand that all of us are made in God's image and after His likeness. So the question probably comes up: 
Well, what is God like? Well, the only person that I know, Rob, that was with the father in the beginning is the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus talks about in, in, in Matthew and in, uh, John chapter four, verse 24, he said, God is a spirit. He didn't say God is spirit. He said God is a spirit making a distinction because, of course, man is spirit. You know, demons are spirit. Uh, Satan is a spirit. So we are a spirit. We don't really have a spirit. We are a spirit. We have a soul, which entails our mind, our will and our emotion. And we live inside of a physical body. So mankind can, of course, uh, contact three realms at the same time. But my point in all of it is that um, so I'm made in God's image. I'm made after his likeness. So I was thinking about this. I, I said, you know what, Lord? Rob has never seen Roger Breedlove. Mm-hmm. I have never seen Rob. However, Rob have seen the house that Roger Breedlove lives mm-hmm. in. Oh, by the way, Roger Breedlove house happened to be black. Rob uh, house happened to be white. But so we've never really seen each other. Mm. It's just the house that we live in. And I believe that if, if we ever, and this the body of Christ has to demonstrate this, if we ever come to the point where we understand these are just the houses that we live in. We probably drive different color cars, so to speak, but it still gets the job done, still gets us from point A to point B. And I think the change has to come. It has to start with the body. Yeah. And, you know, um, well said. And I, 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 we could talk about why is it that um, our culture, there's the culture in the church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we could, we could spend some time or not. It, it might be obvious to many why there are so many cultural barriers between, in this case, mm-hmm. we could be talking about more than two races, but let's say mm-hmm. between white and black in America. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of obvious reasons we can mm-hmm. come up with. We understand the history mm-hmm. uh, in, in even just in this country alone. Mm-hmm. But the church, mm-hmm. of course, ought to be able to go further mm-hmm. in getting beyond this, uh, you know, the white house and the black house right. experience. And so I wonder when, when you think about pastoring a church, you and I talked about this the other day on the phone, mm-hmm. your church, um, I think you said is, you know, overwhelmingly um, Black, right? Uh, not not completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you might have a better mix even than we do. I think you mm-hmm. said eighty some percent. Mm-hmm. And 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 our church here is is we have we have um, racial diversity here, but it's overwhelmingly white. Mm-hmm. Why do you think um, that um, the church, not necessarily our churches, but ours mm-hmm. too, um, is not doing better than um, the culture, or even better better than it should be doing? You, you said something earlier. I, I think our cultural upbringings become the key because th- there was a, a, a movie that came out and, and, the, and it's, the title of it is that it had to do with, of course, African-Americans and it said, and the statement was, when they see us. Yeah. So when you, the, so the, let the, me the ask Central you. Central Park Five. Right. Yeah. That was I, excellent. I, so I, my, I guess my point is that when you see me, Rob, what yeah. what what does that look like? I mean, what's what's right. the first thing when you first see me, first mm-hmm. got introduced to it, whatever the case may be? What did you think? And I think that becomes the acid test to every believer who has received Jesus' saving, confess him as Lord. When we see another ethnic group, what do we what do we what do we see? 
Do, do we are we do we move based on our cultural upbringing? And so a lot of time that, that because, you know, of course, the scripture talks about as a man thinketh in his heart. So it's so is he. So if I'm if I'm thinking um, that this is well, I know right. Rob is like this. I, I know I've heard about those particular people that then I'm really I'm I'm prejudging. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I could lose out on a whole lot of things where where it it, it may be a, a relationship that that God is trying to connect us together. But because of my culture, my, my cultural upbringing and because of the way I'm, I'm forming my uh, an opinion about Rob already. And I think that becomes a key with with all of our parishioners. It, it has everything to do with how was we how were we brought up? And what did you think? What did, what was at the kitchen table? What did we what did we talk about? How was other people perceived? And so now we start molding and shaping people. So now I, I have an opinion about you, and you never open your mouth. Mm. So it sounds like at least one of the things. One of the things I'd love. We're not going to solve anything in this conversation, but mm-hmm. moving in the direction of as you were saying earlier, doing more than a conversation. Um, more than a, a photo op, more than a statement, I think central to that is getting beyond, um, getting closer, having right. a relationship, mm-hmm. getting to know somebody beyond the paint color, to right. use your metaphor. Um, and, and for whatever sets of reasons, you know, that seems to be more and more in the, in the outside of the church culture, mm-hmm. more and more polarized, more and more unlikely, which means we as the church need to work harder. Absolutely at doing that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we have to, we have to, you know, it's funny, interesting. You, you think about the Bible. Um, we tend to think racism, especially racism in America is, is, you know, a, um, you know, 20th century problem right. or something. And, and right. it, it obviously it goes not only to the history Absolutely. of this country, but the right. Bible is right mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. racism. Right. right? And we and talked Gentile. about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, this is not a new problem, No, but I, I, uh, uh, we we need to start doing more. Mm-hmm. I think there's no question about it. Right. And and, and I think uh, my hope is that we can begin to start looking. You know, stop pointing. As as I think, I don't know if it was uh, if it was um, uh, if it was John Gray or whoever it was that said. You know, it's it's not a White House problem. Right. We need to stop looking at the it it right. it, it, it that kind of civil authority. Mm-hmm. And not that those aren't those things aren't important. Legislation right. is important, but it mm-hmm. really it's it's really about the Church of Jesus Christ, right. and beginning to move beyond where where we have allowed the culture to dictate, mm-hmm. um, like you're saying, what we think right. about um, people of a different color, mm-hmm. and it's okay to live our lives, to experience our churches mm-hmm. um, in the flow of the way society is set up generally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, people of color live here, right. uh, white people mm-hmm. live here, people of color worship in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we we we've we've come. It seems like to me, mm-hmm. and I'm part as much about the problem as I hope a part mm-hmm. of the solution is. Mm-hmm. We've accommodated ourselves to what the culture is doing, mm-hmm. and decided that you know it's too big of a problem, or it's just okay. Right. And that and then the kind of relational um, understanding mm-hmm. that you were talking about. Do I really know Roger Breedlove? Right. Do I really know? Um, who you are mm-hmm. and what your struggles are and your joys are or your points of view are, mm-hmm. um, am I getting close enough to you, doing mm-hmm. enough life with you mm-hmm. that I can understand that or am I allowing the outside culture to tell me, right. answer those questions for right. me? Right. 
Well, I, I think those those questions are questions that that are definitely coming from the heart, and those are questions that the Holy Spirit will will deal with us on a regular basis if we take the time to really be sensitive to his leading. I, I always like, I love this particular scripture when Jesus talks about why the thief came and then of course why he came. He said, of course, the thief come to steal, to kill and to destroy. And he said, okay, so now I'm gonna tell you why I came. I came, he said, this is the only reason I came. I came that you might have life, right. that you might have my life, but have my life more abundantly. So. Now, what he did basically is came in and now he's living his life, the Lord Jesus Christ, through Rob. He came in, he's living his life through Roger Brela. Now, so what has to happen now concerning those, those scenarios that you just came, that you just gave, the only way that we can pull that off, Rob, is that you're going to have to come to an end of yourself. And I'm going to have to come to an end of myself. And we have to allow the spirit of the living God, let him, let, let Jesus live his life through us. And then we'll become interested in, in beyond the walls, so to mm -hmm. speak. We'll become interested now in doing life together because I can glean from you and you can glean from me. And so, but, but until those things, those, which is the most important thing is that, I've been with, before I received Christ as saving, confess him as Lord, I was with Roger Breedlove for 26 years. So I will always listen to that guy. But now all of a sudden, once I received Jesus as savior, confess him as Lord. And oh, now I'm now I'm taking my dictates. Now Jesus has become now the Lord of my life. So the Lordship of Jesus is one thing. I was thinking about this too the other day. People want Jesus as savior because they don't want to go to hell, but they don't want him as Lord because that means they don't want the Lordship of Jesus because right. that means if I have five room, guess what, Rob? He wants to be the Lord right. of all five of those rooms. Right. So we, we may give him three, right. but, right. th but those other two and those other two may be a situation where, where how are you guys getting along outside of, of coming down to, um, Project Exile or or coming down to clergy on patrol or right. or uh, those particular what what's right. what's going on, Basa? Is the only time that you call Rob is when those things are right. going on. But what what about just just shooting them a text and see how things are going? What right. what about you guys doing something else? And I think that becomes that's the part that we haven't practiced. Yeah. And I think those are the things that are dear to the spirit of the living God's heart. Yeah. And if we, of course, if we become, if I come to an end of myself, it's going to be some things where, where he's going to have me to check on Rob a whole lot more than I've been doing those things. Well, you know, I, I think what you just said, going back to where I started is about the Lordship of Jesus. You know, as I was saying, when we just started this conversation, um, trying to introduce it to say, you know, to the gospel has implications. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, I I think hard in my own life as I think about any issue, but this is this is one of the rooms mm -hmm. that is race right. in America. Mm -hmm. That is how we understand race, how we deal with race. And if Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life, that means that on this issue mm -hmm. of race, mm -hmm. and um, you know, someone said I don't know if it was John Gray or somebody I was listening to, and said um, 
you know, we ought to be about celebrating diversity, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one way of talking about um, uh, ameliorating the race problem in a culture, right? Let's right. celebrate diversity, mm-hmm. but not, um, uh, we also have to acknowledge a disparity. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm wondering okay. what you, when you hear that sentence, in other words, um, what does it mean for me to, for Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life, mm-hmm. okay? As a white man in America um, who naturally has some privileges that, mm-hmm. that have really not, didn't come to me. They, they, mm-hmm. they may come to me because of the color of my skin, right? Mm-hmm. And this could be different in a different country of a different race, mm-hmm. right? But what does it mean to be, um, to live out the, uh, the implications of the gospel that Jesus is Lord of my life in all five of those rooms mm-hmm. when, mm-hmm. Um, if this is true, mm-hmm. that um, for a large percentage of Americans, I don't know, what is it, 35% are mm-hmm. African-American? Right, right. A large right. percentage of Americans um, do not have the same um, it, it, uh, um, access or opportunity mm-hmm. that I do. If that's true, I know mm-hmm. I know. there's a lot mm-hmm. of uh, uh, mm-hmm. conspiracy theories mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. but what does it mean for me mm-hmm. to live that out mm. um, as as someone? Or it, do, can I take the uh, a point of view that says, well, that's just the way things are? Mm. I don't know mm. if you've... Well, I think I have to become a committee of one. Mm. I have to become a committee of one. And so I, I can't, the only person that I, that I know that I can control is Roger Breedler. I can control my action. I can control my thought process. Um, God gave us his word to straighten out my thinking. That, that's the number one reason. Hmm. So God gave us uh, uh, his word for us to uh, be able to, uh, and gave us the ministry of reconciling, bringing back people back into favor with God. So I, I, I have to start with me. Hmm. So if I'm starting with me, that means if I have, if I have a family, um, that, that means that that's what I'm teaching in that particular household. Hmm. And now no different than when, Adam and Eve was in the in the garden, and God's objective was was to spread that whole thing, but it had to start with those particular two. But though, but them getting out of out of sync, it caused a, a fall in 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 the whole human race, so to speak. So I think what we has what I have to do as an individual, I have to start with Rogers Wheeler. I have to say I'm gonna be a committee of one. I'm going to walk this life out, and I think. For, for individuals that have not, that's outside of the church walls, I think that's where we, the body of Christ, have failed. And I'm, I'm going to say uh, uh, con- concerning racism, number one, because we haven't painted that same picture. And so with, with that being said, it, it, it comes to, it starts with me, mm. Rob. It really does. It, it starts with Roger Brelo. Because at, at, at the end of the day, I'm the one that's telling people that I have received Christ as saving, confess him as the Lord of my life. I'm the one that said I've been filled with the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm the one that said that I believe that the gifts of the Spirit are operating in my life on a regular basis. So if that's true and the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us into all truth, that means, man, I got to tre- treat you right. right. And it don't make a difference where where we are or what's yeah. what's going on. My, You're my brother in Christ. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that this is a beginning of a conversation, right, not just between you mm-hmm. and me. Um, I think we have a long way to go. I know I have a right. long way to go, right. both as a leader, as mm-hmm. you're challenging me and challenging yourself, um, and as a congregation. 
Um, I think I think this there there may be an an opportunity mm-hmm. for us, mm-hmm. and I think my biggest takeaway of everything that you've said or that mm-hmm. we've talked about in this hour is the committee of one. Mm-hmm. And what I'm gonna you know I think I think I have a tendency at times mm-hmm. to size up the problem and say it's too big, mm-hmm. and the problem of forget about racism in mm-hmm. our culture, which is certainly a um, boiling the ocean kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. But even even racism um, in the Church of Jesus Christ, which mm-hmm. is a smaller problem, mm-hmm. seems too big. Mm. But that's God isn't called me to act for every every right. person. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Mm-hmm. What should I do? And what mm-hmm. am I doing? Mm-hmm. And um, I I hope that we can we can. Um, so what are a few things that we can take just five minutes and be done mm-hmm. that you we can encourage the people we're listening to. Mm-hmm. We've already said some of it, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, I think one thing is, you know, it's the old, um, you know, cliche, seek to understand before you are understood. Right. That's kind of what you right, were saying. Right, yeah, so right. one of the things I want to say to my uh, myself and my congregation is start right right here. Right. Who do you know mm-hmm. if you happen to be white mm-hmm. um, that's, that's, that's a black brother or sister or a neighbor? Move towards them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. learn something, spend some time with mm-hmm. them, ask them. Mm-hmm. Even now, just like I'm saying to you, this is an opportunity for me to mm-hmm. say, in light of what's just happened, how has that impacted you? Right. That mm-hmm. gives me an opportunity to learn something mm-hmm. that I don't know, mm-hmm. uh, but that's a courageous conversation. Mm-hmm. Take some time to um, move towards people and learn about them. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we need to learn. I, I don't know that my job is to um, level the playing field, mm-hmm. But maybe I need to learn more about the let playing field. Mm-hmm. Maybe I maybe I don't really know very much mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. whether or not some of the things I just said. Maybe mm-hmm. they're not even true. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, is a majority of the people, or or, or has blacks in America have a disproportionate um, infection rate with the COVID? Is that even true? Mm-hmm. And did mm-hmm. I know that? Mm-hmm. And does it matter? And do I know why? Mm-hmm. Uh, and is it? Um, you know, is there a, is is systemic poverty related to systemic racism? Mm-hmm. If so, why? Mm-hmm. What do I know about that? Right. So right. those are just things I could I could begin to learn about. Mm-hmm. What about any? What comes to mind for you? Well, I think the thing that you said about um, the first thing I, I, I tend to do is to say it's it's too big. Yeah. Which is great, and so that's when the the great the greatest thing about that statement is that it's bigger than Rob. Yeah. It's bigger than Roger, which is great. So that means now that we, Rob, Roger, we have to come to an end of ourselves and say, okay, Lord, I, I, I know I may have had challenges all my um, life interacting with different uh, groups of uh, ethnic groups of individuals. So I'm, I'm going to come, come to an end of myself and Holy Spirit, how, how can I, how can you, how can I connect with this person? Because if it was up to me, I would probably just stay in my world uh, uh, the, with the trimmings. I'm comfortable. Right. You said it earlier, I'm comfortable where I'm at. I'm not rocking a boat with anybody, but, 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 but that's not what Jesus did. Right. He rocked the boat all the time. Right. And, and, and because he was at something. So, so it's, it's more than, um, Yes, I'm I'm a Christian and I'm a good Christian. I go to church on Sunday. It's it, it's about how how could those twelve individuals turn the world upside down, 
they had to get outside of themselves. Right. And so Jesus took them down. So this is the thing I love about God. He'll tell us that he has a plan. And we, all of us believe that he has a plan, but he never tells us the route. Because when we think about the route, when we think about, oh, I got to go over there. I got to go talk to Pastor Rock. Uh, uh. Right. So if he told us the whole route, but but he just said, I got a plan. Right. Are you willing to follow? Yeah. And so those, he took them there. And I think that's what we have to start at. Mm-hmm. We have to start at, and I think, again, I, I, I get back to it. It starts with the head. It starts with us. It starts with us mirroring what we want our congregants to do. Mm-hmm. If they don't see that, they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, let's... Uh, if that I, makes sense. It does. It does. I... Uh... Let's let's um, let's let's try to do what you challenged me not to do, which mm-hmm. is to turn this into a photo op, right? Okay, right. So, um, you know, let's. Uh, I'm open if you're open mm-hmm. to just commit to be to to, pr- to spend some more time praying about this. Absolutely, and spend some more time Absolutely. together. Yeah, and uh, and and see what what does it mean for me mm-hmm. to 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 be a committee of one right. and to lead more uh, uh, courageously. In, in, in racial reconciliation. Praise what does God. it mean for you? Praise God. Yeah? Yeah, sounds good. So listen, uh, since uh, you took the time to uh, drive all the way over here and be with us, would you would you pray uh, for, for us? And uh, just pray for, for our congregations. And Amen. That'd be, be awesome. God. Father, I, I thank you even now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for Pastor Rob, and I thank you for the congregation that you have allowed him to lead. So, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are the teacher of the church. And so we thank you that we are the church individually. And, of course, we are the body of Christ collectively. So I thank you, Father, that you'll start with Pastor Rob. You'll continue to touch his heart. You'll continue to lead him and guide him in the direction that you would have him to go. And then I thank you for his congregation. Lord. We set, I set myself in agreement with you, your plan, your purpose for their lives. And I thank you, Lord, as, as, as you continue to lead them, Lord, I thank you that they will continue to, everyone here, continue to walk in divine health. I thank you, Lord, that every one of their needs are already met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, that you'll just continue to touch their hearts, that they themselves will continue to be, to become a committee of one, that they'll take a look at themselves and say, Holy Spirit, what can I do? I, I know I can't control everybody up, but what can I do? And Father, we will forever give you the praise, the glory, and all the honor. Father, we thank you for um, our leadership. We thank you for President Donald Trump. We thank you for Vice President Pence. We thank you for our governor, Governor Como. Then we thank you for our mayor, Mayor Lovely Warren. We set ourselves in agreement with you, your plan, your purpose for their life. Your word declares, Father God, that the heart of the king is in your hand. And you said that you turn it whithersoever you will. So we thank you that you'll continue to turn our leaders' hearts towards you. And I thank you, Lord, that we will forever give you the praise, the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, my brother. Thank I'd you, I'd give sir. you a big hug if I could. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. All is well. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Thank yeah, you yeah, so yeah, much yeah, for yeah. being. Yeah. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for the invite.